Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. And we find out the Patriots will be playing this weekend and the rest of the season without Josh Gordon. Wide receiver was suspended indefinitely today for violating the terms of his conditional reinstatement under the NFL's drug policy. The league announcing this earlier today. I'm not going to say Stay anything. Stay off I'm the just- weed! <laughs> Duh! Oh, I didn't need to say it. Stephen A. did for me. I was wondering, are we gonna are we gonna just kind of obliquely 
go go buy that, or no. are we just going to sledgehammer it? No, nope. yeah. going to sledgehammer On this show? Are you kidding? Uh, earlier reports in the day, Josh Gordon tried to get out in front of the story saying, I'm taking time away from me. I, I take my mental health seriously. I want to ensure I can perform at the highest level, so I'm walking away. And then, oh, by the way, here's hours later, um, he's suspended by the NFL because he violated the terms of his conditional reinstatement. So it's not just a mental health issue. No, because he practiced in full on Wednesday. I practiced in full. Then you were told, hey, guess what's coming tomorrow? Oh, now I want to walk. Like, he really thinks this story's not going to get out. Yeah. It's like a teenager's thing. <laughs> oh, if I just say well, this, it doesn't matter what other people say. You know, NF- like an- NFL players and athletes in general haven't been accused of being the most, you know, mature people. That's like, you know, if, if something, if you, if you ding up your car and, and you bring it home and as a teenager, your dad says, what happened? You oh, go, right. oh, I have no idea. I was at this party and this crazy guy, he showed up and he had a knife and he had a hammer and he <laughs> swung at me and I missed and he hit the light and I chased him down. Oh, I can't believe dad. I can't. I mean, no, that's- it's like the guy told the story about him and his kid going out for ice cream. This was on Saturday at live ages ago. And, and they said uh, that the kid asked to go out for ice cream. That is that's oh, mom's got dinner waiting. And then there was a pause and the kid said, I know, let's not tell her, you know, like <laughs> this is the first time anybody's thought of that. Yeah, exactly. Maturity. Hello. Yeah, this is an idea that you think is going to, that sounds great in your head when you're 18, but you know, you're a grown ass man now and you got to figure out the right way to say, oh yeah, I'm going to step away. Oh yeah, but hours later we're going to fall. Like we're not going to find out so, that he's suspended for violating the terms of his of his reinstatement. That are not necessarily related to mental health, which is kind of a dig at people who have actual mental health problems. Yeah, I mean, obviously he does have problems. This is oh, the, sure this does. is the, you know, he was suspended Shift. for most of the last four years. Uh, because of multiple drug violations. You go back 2013, two games for substance abuse. 2014 was suspended for the season. 2014 suspended for a game for violation of team rules. 2015, indefinite suspension for substance abuse. Suspension was 20 games long. And now he's back in, and now he's gone again. Look, when they signed him, and things were great the first couple weeks, this is one of those times where I, I really don't like to say I told you. Like I know I say it all the time. I'd like to say I told you so, but sure then I really do. do. Yeah. But this one, I don't like to say it. But listen, you are fake news. We said we we said it when it happened. And Josh Gordon is just going to be around for a little while because this is who he is. He can't stay in the league. He can't stay clean enough to get in. So things may be great for a month, a month and a half, two months. But eventually, he's going to wind up being kicked out of the league or suspended because. That's how it goes for Josh Gordon. Two months is a long time in Josh Gordon's world. It is a long, long time. And he made it just over two months before now he's suspended. And I can't believe another team is ever going to take a chance on him. I, now he's got to look for, hey, what's his life post-NFL going to be like? Well, I can see a team taking another chance on him because even the Patriots took a chance on this. And do you remember Lyle Collins? Not drafted at all, as mm-hmm. I recall, and, you know, there was some sort of supposed case pending, and nobody drafted what was supposed to be maybe a top 10 pick as a lineman, and then the Cowboys got him on the cheap, guaranteed money, but a lot less than if he were a first-rounder, and team after team, it's a business, trying to get players on the cheap, Randy Moss going down the draft board, Warren Sapp, all of that. And so somebody's going to try and get, not something for nothing, but yeah, on but, that but avenue. Those, but those are guys who are coming out of college you're going to give a chance to. This is Josh Gordon has had now four or five chances and, and shown someone that gave him a fifth you can't chance. keep him. Yeah. Right. So now, but if a team signs him, it's like, all right, listen, if you can't do it with the Patriots, who are you really going to do it for? And can we trust you to come in and still be a guy that produces and plays well, or are we just going to have to waive you and then move on? Because now the Patriots are stuck. They went with a guy, and it shows you how desperate they were. 
I, I say it all the time. Last year, the Patriots dynasty. This is it. Write a book this year. Someone should be following them because this is it. They are crumbling slowly and sometimes more quickly than other times. How desperate were they that Josh Gordon was the guy they went after and they had to know full well this was how it was going to end. And it did. Did you think this of the Patriots when they got crushed by the Chiefs to start a season or two ago? Oh, this might be the beginning of the end and Brady's getting older. No, I lit, can- I lit-, did. I lit candles and I was hopeful, but I really didn't think that was the time. And as far as Josh Gordon, do you recall the name Steve Howe from baseball in the 1980s? And nobody ever thought he would keep getting chances with his drug suspensions. It's seven chances. And that was, I mean, that even made it into the, uh, <laughs> Naked, the Naked Gun, Gun movie. This is your last chance. And not one of those Major League Baseball Steve, Steve Howe, Howe last chances. chances. Yeah, exactly. It's but, a real one. But, but this being so many games and not being able to stay on the team, it's it's never it's not going to it's not going to be he's not going to be a solution for a team anymore. Where okay, we can take a chance then because now teams that are going to try to get to the Super Bowl realize okay, we can't even count him for a whole season. Teams who are starting over are going to say, is he really going to be worth it coming in? If he's a, if if we give him a chance, we're a bottom feeder and we give. He, He's just going to find his way out of the game. It's That's how it is now. And I can see him being at somebody's training camp, though, eventually, as he was at the start of, uh, well, he wasn't even at the start of Brown's camp this year. Eventually, he was at Brown's camp this year, citing mental health and anxiety issues at the beginning of camp this year. So he didn't even make it through all of that. He's got to, and we've said this about a myriad of issues and a myriad of athletes who run into things like this, step aside you got to get life together because nothing else falls into place after that until you have your own life together. Well, and that's the thing is that he's had many chances. He's missed so much time, and he still couldn't be able to stay to, to stay right, to stay in the NFL. It's, it, I mean, he's had so many chances. There's people that have had two chances that are going, man, I wish I was Josh Gordon because mm-hmm. I would have had four, five, six chances to get that, back. That one season he had with the Browns is what everybody's thinking Yeah, of. Uh, you know, he comes back, he's still young enough, and he's going to be that wide receiver. And, you know, look, those days are gone. He had some nice games with the Patriots. He was the number two wide out, and he, he was a really good second option for Brady. But really, he kind of hit the wall a little bit. His production took a down tick. He doesn't catch more than four passes in a game, but he was really valuable. And now the Patriots have a big hole, and it's basically, well, we told you this is going to happen, so but now good luck. Now good luck trying to win football games. People will still think of past, and they will put that into the uh, category of potential, like when the Ray Rice thing came about, and they remembered, oh, it's just two, three years ago. Ray Rice was, wait, whoa, did you not see the most recent Ray Rice season when he was, what, three yards a carry or something like that? His his career was going downhill in a football sense already. You mentioned the Patriots and the word desperation. It wasn't like he was released from the Browns. The Patriots made a deal to mm-hmm. get him from Cleveland, gave up a draft choice to get a receiver that couldn't last one season with it, couldn't last essentially three quarters of a season. Yeah, and that was how desperate they are because if you look at the Patriots now and you don't see them through the rose-colored glasses of, well, when the playoffs come, they're going to be fine. They'll start beating. No, this is a really flawed Patriots team. They have lost to good teams on the road. I don't know what their identity is. I really don't. I don't know how they're going to win football games. I don't know what they do offensively well, now to play, win football games. Play the Buffalo Bills. Uh, well, that, start that, there. that will help. But you get to the playoffs, and the, here's, the, here's the reality for the Patriots. And it's even, it's even harder to get there now than it was a couple of days ago. They'll probably win their first playoff game at home just because whoever comes into play won't be quite as good and they'll win one game on reputation, a little bit of 
Mystique and Brady will have a big enough game, but it'll be much closer than we think it is. And they'll think, all right, our Patriots win. Then they're going to go on the road, and they're going to get demolished by whoever they play. And that's going to be, whoa, look at what happened. The Patriots' season ended not just short of the Super Bowl, but short of the AFC Championship game. Last year of the Patriots dynasty. Demolished on the road, even if they're playing at the Houston Texans? Yes. Because even people in Houston don't believe the Texans yeah, no. this year. I, I see, see, they're my Texans, Steve, because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You know who's not going to be back? Because he's going to be going to Greece. He's not walking through that door. TJ, Greece is the word. The word. He's not. He's, he's not going to Long Island. He's, he's going to Greece. There's an Italian restaurant in Greece. Trust me. Uh, bottle of red. Perhaps I'll fly to Greece to coach basketball. We'll have a party in the dorm. And we'll have some strippers there. Won't have to worry if NCAA investigators are there. Take off your uniform. Rick Pitino is going to continue on his coaching career. Apparently not with his old Louisville assistant. No, he's not. Uh, Fired a year ago after the FBI probe at Louisville, going to travel to Athens, not Georgia, but Greece, after Christmas, and he's going to take over EuroLeague power Panathinaikos, of Greece, which I everybody remembers the first time I heard that was when Dominique Wilkins went to go play. Where's that? It's over in Greece. And they apparently have three Americans from college basketball here that are on the roster, and also Atenakumpo's brother is playing mm-hmm. on that club in Greece. Anybody related to Greek Freak? All right, great. So he's going to be coach of a team that was undefeated against the Greek teams and has dominated the Greek league often but wasn't doing well in EuroLeague, so they get a big name after firing their coach. What stuns me is... Not at all that he's taking a coaching job because yeah. he's a lifer, but mm-hmm. that he's starting next week. Yeah, well, after Christmas, you know, he's got some parties and, you know, I got to make sure we exchange <laughs> presents, but I'm going to go start next week. Well, the season's going on right now, and Panathinaikos is good, but struggling at six and seven. In the EuroLeague. Yeah. In the EuroLeague, yeah. Well, that's where they play. Uh, this, I the, mean, separate, it's how things work. Separate against the Greek teams, they're killing it. Right. In their own league. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're killing it here. But when we they play have to the play Moscow, leagues. forget it. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, this maybe you saw this story a couple of years ago when uh, the owner, uh, Dimitros Giannakopoulos, got into trouble. Whoa, that was impressive. For uh, barging into the referee's room and threatening to kill the officials and their families. Hello. After a playoff game against Moscow. I'll kill you and you like he's De Niro in a movie. I'm going to go kill you and kill that. I hope they're all dead. Oh, now you think I'm not rooting for Rick Pitino because I've said many things about Rick Pitino and the martyr he likes to play with. Oh, I'm, I'm just the basketball coach. I don't know any of these things that are happening. Is he still suing to get his millions back from Louisville? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's getting millions now from Greece. So I think he's okay. But yeah, I boy, want, we had our fingers crossed there. I want him to, I want at first a documentary crew with him because this is just going to be awesome. Sure. Secondly, the team parties are going to be off the hook. He's not going to have to worry about looking over his shoulder for an investigator coming. Sorry, I have it. I just keep looking over my shoulder. I keep looking over my, over my shoulder. But basketball is really interesting when he's involved. All right? It's more fun with his kind of denials of controversies and everything. 
it, it's it's much more fun with him and the ridiculousness he tries to throw out there about excuses as to why he's under persecution all the time by the NCAA. I don't understand. But if a TV crew doesn't follow him, he will to say he will go under the radar is an understatement. If he became a soccer coach in Europe, we would hear more about him than if he becomes this basketball coach in Europe. He will go off of the face of the earth to an American sports fan. Maybe he'll coach both. Soccer maybe maybe Greece, that'll happen. Then, Why not? Yeah. Soccer, and then he coaches basketball. <laughs> and then they lose a playoff game, and the owner storms into the soccer. <laughs> we'll kill you exactly. and your family. I like how the owner can get into the referee. You know, that's Europe for you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The last few days on the show, we've had a big conversation. It's kind of gone on on every show about the length of the fantasy football season. And it's a conversation that's gone on to Twitter with other people in the industry. And uh, I think the season is too long. Well, most seasons start, you know, end before week 17 when they start right. resting players. Well, you, you get to, you said resting, not arresting. Make sure you said resting. Well, resting <laughs> players. Resting both, players. Yeah. So I said the season needs to be shorter. Look, it doesn't matter. This, this past week uh, in uh, Experts League, Michael Fabiano, big NFL Network insider, mm-hmm. friend of mine, he beat me in the, in the semifinals. He moves on to the finals. But just a fantasy conversation. I said, you know, you get to the point now with with teams tanking, resting players that don't come back into the lineup. You know, fantasy football. You get to the playoffs, and instead of playing players that you've had or picked up the waiver wire, you've been you're just plugging and playing guys out of desperation. Uh, you're taking Elijah McGuire and putting him into your lineup, and Robert Foster and putting him into your lineup out of desperation. Trubisky available? Trub- I'm on it. <laughs> Sam Darnold's available? I guarantee you, people are picking up <laughs> Sam Darnold to start this week. But that's not working the waiver wire. That's desperation. And a lot of conversation I've had, people have been, oh, that, that's the way fantasy is. And you got to be smart and be ahead of everybody else. I go, yeah, I get it. But there's being ahead on the waiver wire. And then there's just saying, well, I have to get this guy because all the other people have been taken. Rosters are frozen now because, because of playoffs. And I just got to pick guys up desperately and plug them in. And that's not the way fantasy should Trade be. Trade deadline has long passed. Right. Yeah. So, so you can't really do it. You can't really do anything. So, so how so, short should fantasy season be? I said 10 weeks and you have the playoffs weeks 11, 12, and 13. And then the last month of the season, when teams are out of it and the people aren't playing, which is where we're at right now, the last couple of weeks, you're not worried about Elijah McGuire and Robert Foster and guys like that. Just you're just throwing it. set up some sort of second secondary tournament with you and the guys. You can do that. Sure. Yeah. You want to, or, okay. or do DFS. Yeah. You know, it's, all, it's all still there. Daily fantasy for those in the not in the know. So Fabiano and I are going back on this on Twitter a little bit. You know, you know, Fabiano being a fantasy expert. I've done that's fantasy his, for a long time. I love life. fantasy. I just think fantasy should be a little bit shorter. So we're going back and forth. We're talking about, about it. football, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yes, yes, yes. So I, I, I said something in in the case of I said, oh, you, something. We always go back and forth about the Mets and the Yankees, everything. I said, oh, you're just bitter because we're you know kicking your ass this off season with with free agent signings and trades. The Mets and he goes, oh, and he writes back, he says, oh, like I kicked your ass last week in our fantasy matchup in the semifinals. Fighting words. So I write back today. I just write back to him. I go, yeah, that's because you were lucky and you changed my and you manually changed my scoring total uh, after the game was over. <laughs> and did right? you put ha ha ha? No, I just put that because you know we're joking around and and it's a, and suddenly it was like a feeding frenzy. And people on Twitter said to me, Jason, this is a horrible accusation. Do you have proof? Where's your proof? If this is real, Fabs, you're in a lot of trouble. And Fabs is like, whoa, 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 and he's texting me, going, whoa, dude, people think this is real. I go, yeah, this is hilarious. And he's like, no, come on, man. 
bad people think this is real. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So finally, after a bunch of people like, where's the proof, Jay? This is awful. If you did this, Fabs, you go, I write, guys, take it easy. This is just a joke. We joke around on Twitter about this all the time. He didn't change my point total. But the number of people who were ready to believe that that could happen were ready for for a fight. People in the league? No, this is just random people on Twitter. It's not people in the league. Well, he has Twitter followers, as you say. His career is following and advice (laughs) on fantasy football. Now, I... I personally like the leagues going to, what, week 16. Uh, I'm in a league like that with the final this weekend. But I love what you mentioned about fantasy rosters because, to me, it's become like September baseball in the real-life major leagues where you have pennant race games with literally guys you've never heard of before having key at-bats or scoring key Mm -hmm. runs that are just minor league call-ups because you've expanded the roster. It's the same thing with fantasy football as I never expected to have Josh Allen on my playoff roster. Or wanting to have him on. Exactly, and yet here he is. And I understand the philosophy that there's still buys going on, but see, that I don't care because you can draft for that and go, boy, if I get, if I want to take such and such a player, ooh, I could have to, first week of the playoffs is a buy. Do I want to do that? That's part of the strategy because you know that's coming up. You know, that's a different part of it. And I, I get that part. People go, oh, but there's still buys. No, that's kind of fun. No, I gotta, I gotta win a playoff game, maybe with that, but I gotta get there, and that's part of the strategy. What's going on now with just grabbing guys is not strategy; it's just desperation. Okay, I hopefully we'll throw this guy into my lineup; it'll play well. So, if it's a shorter season, as you suggest, then somebody who drafted Matthew Stafford as their quarterback still has Matthew Stafford as their quarterback <laughs> at Week Eight before he's completely tanked. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get it from Cam Jordan because the Saints have a big game hosting the Steelers on Sunday. The Saints home field in the playoffs. Steelers trying to clinch the division. And Cam Jordan, who was always a fun interview, we had him on at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and he was awesome. Talked to the media today about playing against Ben Roethlisberger on Sunday. And it came up, yo, how good do you think Ben Roethlisberger is? Could be a Hall of Famer. And Cam Jordan said, eh, I don't know that he's that good. Top five of this era. Who would be your top five? Drew. Tom. A-Ron. A-Ron, who got less Super Bowls than Roethlisberger. Numbers are impressive. Okay, so then we, you put him right there. Peyton. doesn't have decent numbers. Peyton. Peyton who? Manny, he's not. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't even count him in the. This era. is this is the era. He he retired two years ago. That was most of Roethlisberger's career. You're saying he's better. He's, he's better. he's better. He's better than uh, Philip Rivers right now, career wise. Career wise. You because you give him the Super Bowl or not? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he didn't have. A so more okay, so so you put have a more accomplished career than Philip Rivers. You're putting him at number five. I'd honestly put Eli before I put Ben, but what? okay. I, first of all, I love that conversation because it was seemed so real. And the media guys, Peyton, Peyton who? Peyton Seriously? Who? What? Peyton who? <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. I, I mean, guess. Peyton who? I you, mean, you really? wouldn't say Tony Romo who because people hear about it. Sean really. Peyton? Sean Peyton's not a quote. Walter <laughs> Peyton? I mean, really? Peyton who? We need to define first off, what do we mean by this era of quarterback? All right, because I, I look back, sorry, where would I put Roethlisberger? You wouldn't put him in the top five. Ben Roethlisberger came in the league in 2004. But let's do this. Let's make it. Let's make it even. Let's go back to 2000, right? Let's go back. Best quarterback since 2000. Okay. All right. For, so you're talking about we're going back about 20 years because I'm going to show you how good Ben Roethlisberger is. I'll go back 20 years and where we put him. So that's most of Peyton Manning's career. That, yes. He's Peyton on Manning the list. came in in '98. Brady's on the list. Here's 
here's your top five quarterbacks. You better say Drew since two thousand. Sam Darn. All right, top five <laughs> quarterbacks since two thousand. Chad Mark Sanchez. Top He's five. So, no, come on. I, even I couldn't pull that one off, man. I, I, I could give you. I could make a go at Pennington for a little while, but no, I couldn't. Mc, top five. McCown. Which one? No. Luke McCown. Yeah. He had a great commercial for Directv. <laughs> I actually have Roethlisberger as the fifth best quarterback since two thousand. I actually have him at number five. Fifth best quarterback of the last twenty years. Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Drew Brees. And then Roethlisberger. And then just after him, I have Eli, Rivers, and Kurt Warner. All these guys played the bulk of their career. Favre played the majority of his career past 2000, but it was kind of split between the 90s. He started in 94. He went through through 2009. Did I not hear Aaron Rodgers' name there? Aaron, No, Aaron Rodgers. I said, you didn't hear you say Rodgers? Not in the top oh, five. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brady, Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, no. Rodgers right after Roethlisberger. Okay. Yes. So I'm um, the top five, and then after Eli Rivers Warner, I wanted to go back to uh, the era, but I have him just after Roethlisberger. So that's kind of your my top nine quarterbacks. Now Rodgers, his career is still incomplete because he still has another four or five years. Could he move up a little bit? He wins another Super Bowl. Yeah, he could. Philip Rivers, if he wins a Super Bowl, could he move up? Yeah, he could. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He's Absolutely. got even more of his career left than everybody, but he's probably around ten or eleven because he still has a long time left. But those guys, that's where I have Roethlisberger. Eli won two Super Bowls, but you look at where he is, the last few years of his career have not been good. Roethlisberger is playing at a much higher level than Eli Manning. Phillip Rivers has always played at a high level, but Roethlisberger's got two Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And you can't discount that, including one being a last-minute drive that won again. One he kind of got dragged along to his first time. Early, But sure. the second one was he, you know, against the Cardinals, gets him down the field for the game-winning touchdown at San Antonio home. I would but, say of Eli Manning, though, it needs to be stated, he had two phenomenal runs for the Super Bowl and literally has not won a single playoff game otherwise in his very long career. He lost to all of these guys. He's lost to Rodgers. He's lost to, he's lost to all of them. And, and he's a human turnover. Right. He has always been. The, the reason he had the two great runs in the postseason, he actually zipped it up. He actually held on to the ball. He actually had four good games in a row, and I feel like I haven't seen that in most of the rest, rest of his career. He's also going to the Hall of Fame. Because Absolutely. he did it in New York, yeah. he won two Super Bowls, did it in thrilling yep. fashion, last-minute drives. Winning Super Bowls is a very big deal, and that's the one part of Cam Jordan's flaw, because he has great reasons for guys he's ranked above them, above him, but winning Super Bowls is a really, really big deal. It's how you, Why like you it or not, it's how you measure quarterbacks. And I will take Roethlisberger over everybody except those four ahead of him. And now, you could argue that, okay, was Favre really all of post-2000? He had the... He had the he had about a 20-year career. That's about, half the career. Yeah, he had about 60% of his career past 2000. So I think we can go with that there. But that's how good Roethlisberger's been. Best quarterback since 2000. Roethlisberger is easily number five. Now, you want to go back the last 10 years? He moves up maybe one or two spots. Maybe the last 10 years of Roethlisberger uh, is, is a little bit better than the last 10 years of Peyton Manning. So maybe he moves up to being the third best quarterback because he'll move ahead of Brett Favre, obviously, because Favre was just about done when you got to 2008, 2009. Yeah, but Drew, so, Drew Brees, Peyton up Manning, there right there. Wait, uh, and Tom Brady. There's three. Yeah. And then. I don't know. I don't know that I'd put, if you go back 10 years, if you want to go back to 2008, let's say. 
right, and say, all right, what's the last 10 years? We talk about of his era the last 10 years. I would have Roethlisberger better than Peyton Manning. Really? The last 10 years, Do you yeah. remember that season he had with yeah. the Broncos? He was great. That once, and then then slowly, a little bit, well, then slowly. Well, not the last season. I mean the, and then when he won the Super Bowl, anybody could have won. One of those They could have started Osweiler, they would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but Roethlisberger <laughs> still is playing at a higher level of excellence. He's got a Super Bowl in that time as well. So it's not like it's not like he's, oh, his, his resume is lacking at that point. He, in fact, he was kind of like Brady, where the later he got in his career, the more he threw the football, the more they relied on him, and the more touchdowns he threw. He was never going to be a guy that won a passing title or anything. But look, he's 4,500 yards, throwing 30, 35 touchdowns. This, this is who he is. Well, you remember the Steelers were such a run-first team and were known for that in the 90s. This is not the 70s I'm talking about. And because they've had Roethlisberger, I'm not saying they've abandoned the run by any stretch, but... They've put up the types of passing numbers that the Steelers franchise had never had before because they've had Big Ben. Yeah, he's. you have to realize that, like him or not, and he's one of those guys that's very polarizing. Obviously, he's had issues off the field as well that you lose a lot of fans for. And, and I, I look, I can't blame anybody. It, he's a hard guy to talk about because he's very polarizing because what went on in Milledgeville, Georgia, Lake Tahoe is still stuff that people think about when you think of him. But this but is a football on the field, conversation that on you the heard field, of the clip. The guy, is, the guy is just that good. The way he keeps plays alive mm-hmm. and stays upright and gets the ball downfield is something that no other quarterback has done. I see a little bit of Sam Darnold in that. And a couple of quarterbacks, hey, here's the escapability, here's keeping the play alive and going downfield and going forward. I see that with Baker Mayfield a little bit too. But nobody has done it. Roethlisberger has done it an art form. Just knowing when to take two steps to the right and suddenly instead of like a panicked five steps and I, and I don't know where I'm looking, it's like two steps and zips the ball downfield, takes a hit. No, he is that good. And the fact that he is Big Ben has served him well in the pocket because of exactly what you're talking about. Compare that to the career of Drew Brees where people didn't know if he would be able to see over the line to have a career this long, much less put up these kinds of numbers. It's, it's uh, apples and oranges in the approach to coming to football, to being a quarterback in the pocket, to uh, what kind of an NFL career they're going to have. And then yet, Drew Brees has massive amount of yardage, more than that class of 2000. It's because Brees is able to get that extra inch by dip, tipping his head back when he throws. He's going to have arthritis <laughs> in his neck in such a big way because he, t- he gets that extra half inch by tipping his head back and being able to throw the ball. It's going to be a little bit more so I can see, a little bit more. Well, nobody, and I mean nobody, in the city of San Diego, California, when he played for the Chargers, <laughs> you know, that guy's going to pass for 75,000 yards in his career. <laughs> no, who... Is there what, who breeze the guy that we're seeing? Never who? be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, but the other big uh news story of the night, the other NBA game of the night, Heat beat the Rockets 101 99. The case of the disappearing Chris Paul, who played just 12 minutes before exiting tonight with an injury. Did something happen to Chris Paul? Well, usually it doesn't happen until later in the season. Yeah, we have seen that. Usually it happens at the very most inopportune time for whatever team he's playing for is when he winds up getting hurt. Hamstring tonight, four points, four assists. It stuns me, not just about Chris Paul, but about his team season, that a team with a starting lineup that is still that good, the Houston Rockets, is about a 500 club. And the way the West is bunched up this year in the NBA, from the four-seed Lakers down to 14th place, it's a difference of four games with Mm -hmm. all of those teams. If the season ended tonight, the Rockets would not even be making the playoffs, and that would be a crime, and they should be giving refunds to the home fans. That shouldn't happen. Well, here's the deal. I've, I've, I've said this about the Rockets all season long. They did not get better in the offseason. They got older because Chris Paul gets hurt every single year. Didn't work with Melo. 
Didn't work. They got older. They, at least they moved on, but they Wait. didn't really <laughs> add anything. You're saying it didn't work with Mello. No. Huh. I, I, I didn't see that one coming. Because it's worked every place else, but it didn't work. And so now they're moving on with basically the same team they had a year ago, and other teams in the West all got better. No correction, all... uh, Chris Paul has actually played one full season in his career. Once. Oh, once. It and, has and, happened. And that was? That was with the Clippers about four or five years ago. Yeah, okay, so you're, yeah. you're, you're going back to before, you're going back to when Mark Sanchez was the quarterback of the Jets. Yeah. You're going back that far. Recent history, yeah. Right. So this is the deal with the Rockets. They've simply got passed by teams that got better in the offseason. Denver got better. The Lakers got better. We've seen that teams have improved. And when you don't improve, teams are going to catch up to you now. They've caught up to the Rocket style of play, and James Harden can only do so much. So now you have Chris Paul, and the words you hear with Chris Paul hamstring injury is the worst because hamstring injuries always dog guys for the entire season but especially someone like chris paul can you ever really think he's going to be healthy this season and it's, that's something you he'll come back he'll be i'll be back for a few games then he's out then he's back then he's out then he's back it. then he's out that's how it goes every time i hear hamstring i think of the old tom landry quote with football players automatically two weeks hamstring up oh, that's going to be a couple of weeks and that's a once a, one game a week sport yeah i mean you got to take the hamstring seriously at the age that you mentioned with chris paul at the previous injury history are we going to see Chris Paul again, even in the month of December, as we head toward the new year playing? Because they shouldn't, I repeat, be this bad. They're about a 500 club. No, and normally you could say, well, we'll just keep Chris Paul out for a while, but you're you're 16 and 15. You yeah, finally got above who? 500, okay. Congratulations. But uh, you got to start winning games. It's not like you can, well, we give away a couple of games in the standings over the course of the next month and a half to keep Chris Paul healthy. If we're if we're two games back of first place now, when he gets back, we're five games back, that's okay. No, you give away four games in the standings, it might mean something seriously this year, as I just went over the standings. James Harden is quite happy to take the ball and you know play one on five, as we all know, and he can succeed like that, but you're also going to be ruining him for your playoffs, assuming Houston gets in, because he's going to be going from 43 minutes to, what, 47 minutes now? and. I still don't know what they have off the bench. And he's going to have to handle the ball a lot more. And you saw that's what happened last year in the playoffs. Which when means he missed more turnovers. Those, yeah. When he missed those last two games, when Chris Paul missed those last two games of the series against Golden State, what happened? They exhausted James Harden. He had nothing left in the fourth quarters of those games. And anytime you talk about Houston, you must mention their love affair with the three ball. Uh, over 53-point attempts mm-hmm. in this game tonight, which was a two-point loss at Miami. They fall in love with it so much, and if you're going to have the ball in Harden's hands so much, you really should be telling the guys that aren't starting guards, maybe you shouldn't be taking eight to ten threes tonight. I yeah. know you're on the Houston Rockets, but try not to get swept up in it. 82 shots tonight total. 54 of them were threes. That's ridiculous. 54 threes. You lost. That's Shouldn't like, that be the overriding that's concern? Like, that's like a game in the, in the Y that you watch on a Saturday <laughs> between people going up and down the court. That's it, what you're seeing there. Put it this way. You took 54 three-point attempts, and you still couldn't score 100 points in the game. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. You're that's taking a, a three-point shot. Wow. And it's not, you know, and you made a third of them. But, the, but this is the reality for the Rockets. And the, the era of the Rockets is never really going to get off the ground because they, they're too old. And a barring being able to infuse this team with a lot of young talent, but this is not a team that you can point one, out to a free agent and say, hey, come here and things are going to be great. It's going to be, boy, the last couple of guys who came here didn't work out, and Harden's just going to do everything, so eh, maybe I wind up someplace else. I won't say it's a one-trick pony team, but it's kind of on the way compared to, <laughs> compared to some of the other teams. 
And if you don't have Chris Paul for the rest of the month, what are their next three games against playoff contenders uh, with San Antonio and Oklahoma City on Christmas and Boston? So they could go to, what, 16 and 18 quickly, and then how is how many minutes is Paul getting once he comes back? I'm not writing off their whole season or any such stupidity, but it's a serious thing to talk about the Rockets' chances this year. It's legitimate. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 